Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Are violent incels terrorists? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Violent incels. Should we be calling violent incels terrorists? That's the question. And I'm going to uh, tell you today three stories. One is of a regular terrorist, a radical Islamist terrorist. These are all incidents that happened in the last couple of weeks. And then um, about a, an attack in uh, Arizona by an incel, and following that, an attack in Canada by an incel. And we're gonna be comparing uh, each of these types of people, and, and I'm asking the question, are we are some people using the word terrorist or terrorism too too loosely? Now, um, a generic uh, definition of a terrorist or terrorism is unlawful use of violence and intimidation in pursuit of a political or social objective. Unlawful use of violence and intimidation in pursuit of political or social objectives. Now. You know, one question for the incels would be, I mean, we can see, of course, how that fits radical Islamist terrorism, but uh, for incels, are the incels trying to uh, make other people become incels? Oh, let me, let me uh, take a second here to define an incel. Incel is, comes from the words involuntary or involuntarily celibate, incel. And these are men who are angry at women because they blame women for not wanting to be their girlfriends and not wanting to have sex with them. So they blame them for basically ruining their life. So now a question would be, are they trying to, in, when an incel attacks, are they trying to uh, chain, turn other men into incels? Would, that, um, would they need to have that as an objective in order for it to become terror? to be called terrorism. Um, well, when I tell you these stories, you can judge these things for yourself. Now, uh, I, in a fairly recent podcast, I talked about how coronavirus, the, the government, uh, the judicial system has come out with a memo. And this was in regard to whether pranks should be called terrorist attacks. Do you remember? Well, if not, go back and listen to that. Um, there, the idea is that if, you know, there were people coughing and spitting and doing all these awful things, gross things in grocery stores, um, thinking it was funny, some of them were pranksters, 
and um, others were doing it on purpose to try to infect other people. And that was sort of the key, that um, there was this, this uh, memo to call these kinds of situations uh, uh, to charge the people with terrorism if they were doing this on purpose, because uh, coronavirus can be thought of as an agent of bioterrorism. So that's one, you know, one sort of broadening of the concept of terrorism that we've already seen in the U.S. Okay, so let's go now to um, the re regular, <laughs> regular terrorist, the radical Islamist terrorist who attacked the Corpus Christi, Texas Naval Air Station. He was a 20-year-old. His name is uh, Adam was... Adam Salim Al-Zali, Al-Zali. Uh, he was a Syrian-born U.S. citizen. He was studying business at a community college in Corpus Christi. And he had been um, posting a lot, having a lot of online activity in which he was supporting Islamic clerics on Facebook, on Twitter, and on WhatsApp. So clearly he made no secret of his terrorist um, opinions and terrorist leanings. Now, um, so the, you know, there's no question that this attack at the, uh, the Naval Station in Corpus Christi was terrorism related. Uh, he came into the, the station at about 6 or 15 in the morning. He was an active shooter. Uh, afterwards, they said that he had been neutralized, which is euphemistic for uh, his having been shot dead. <laughs> and he only uh, ended up injuring one person at the base, which is like amazing. Um, he injured a woman um, who, as he was trying to speed through the security gate at the base, he, he opened fire and he wounded this woman, uh, a sailor, and she was amazing. She rolled over and hit a switch that raised a barrier and it prevented him from getting onto the base. So she was quite the hero. Now, um, he lived in Corpus Christi. Uh, as I said, he was a business major at the school. Um, he was he was a student at Del Mar College, which was a, a community college. On his, um, his social media, one of the things that was translated, uh, something that he had written was, um, I love the Mujahideen, I'm not one of them, and my sword is aimed over the necks of whoever doubts them or stabs them. Uh, now what's interesting, you know, sort of looking at the coronavirus connection, uh, he was, as I said, a business administration major at this community college, and he attended classes in fall 2018, spring 2019, fall 2019, and then not spring 2020. Now, was this because uh, the school was closed or online or something because of coronavirus? Or had he, and is that why he stopped? Or did he stop because um, things were getting unhappy in his life, like he was failing, or he had problems with girlfriends, which I guess goes along with an incel, but he did not, he did not identify with being an incel. 
Um, but anyhow, did he stop going to class in the spring of 2020 because he was planning on, on perpetrating this terror attack? We may never know. Um, then, of course, uh, the police surrounded his house. Now, one of the things that I thought was the most fascinating about this attack was that uh, it came right after the Attorney General William Barr um, talked about in the press, I mean, it was big news, you probably heard about it, that he, even though this had kind of been said before, but, um, but what was new was the, the terrorist who attacked the Pensacola Naval Air Base Station, base station, in December 2019, his name was Mohammed Saeed Al-Shamrani, and um, he attacked the Pens same thing, you know, this was a Pensacola Naval Air Base, and he was killed also. He murdered three U.S. sailors and injured eight others at the base. He was 21, and, um, you know, I, I did a podcast about him that I want to refer you to. Uh, it was called Porn Stash or Radical Islam at Heart of Pensacola Shooter, because there was, uh, he was mocked by his teacher um, at the air base, I mean, at the naval base, well, naval air base. Uh, he was mocked for his mustache. And the teacher said something that, you know, he had a porn stash, that his mustache was like porn stars. In any case, so in that podcast, I weigh the likelihood that, um, you know, how much was due to radical Islam and how much was due to his being mocked by his teacher and basically concluded that it was primarily radical Islam, but that the porn stash comment could have triggered him at that particular moment. Um, so he, so when, when it was announced that the uh, FBI had been able to break into his two cell phones. This was just recently, even though the attack was in December, they just recently were able to break into his two cell phones, you know, through the, um, through the password and all, all the things that they had to do to, to break through and to, to see, you know, to confirm really that he had these terrorist leanings. Um, so that was announced. And then right away, this next terrorist, uh, attacked the Corpus Christi Naval Air Station. I mean, clearly he was motivated or he was triggered, triggered. I mean, it wasn't just because this uh, came out about the Pensacola terrorist, but uh, the timing, I believe, was triggered by this uh, announcement that, yes, the um, Pensacola terrorist, his iPhones did have... Um, you know, did confirm he had terrorist intentions. Now, what's interesting is the Pensacola terrorist had attempted to destroy one of his iPhones at the time that he was, uh, <laughs> that they were shooting at him. Uh, he fired a bullet at his iPhone right before he was killed to try to destroy it. Anyhow, um, that, there we have the uh, story <laughs> about, um, a radical Islamist and a terror attack. Uh, and next we'll go into stories of incel attacks occurring approximately during the same time frame. And we're going to look at how those are different. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about should we call violent incels 
terrorists. So you just heard the story of the terrorist who attacked the Corpus Christi, Texas Naval Air Station, ironically right after it was announced that the iPhones of the terrorists who attacked the um, Pensacola, Florida uh, air base was, uh, was terrorism. I mean, you know, there was really enough to say that before, as I did, if you listen to the podcast, from December. It was in December of 2019. That's when I did that podcast, and that's when the attack took place. Okay, now we're going to look at the first incel that we're going to be talking about today. Again, that means it comes from involuntary or involuntarily celibate. Men who are angry that they no women seem to want to be their girlfriend or want to have sex with them. So um, at around the same time as the as the radical Islamist terrorist was attacking the uh, Corpus Christi Naval Air Station, we had an incel in Arizona who was uh, perpetrating his own attack. And he was the same age, 20 years old. His name was Armando Hernandez Jr. And he, um, he attacked a... Um, people in a mall in Arizona, in Westgate. Um, and he said that he identifies with men who feel shunned by women, men who are incels. Um, the prosecutor for, he, they didn't, they didn't, um, what's the word, uh, neutralize. They didn't neutralize him. <laughs> He's still alive. And he was, um, was captured and arrested and charged. Um, and his, the prosecutor told the court, he's a self-professed incel. Uh, he has the feeling that he has been bullied, the feeling that women don't want him. He claims he's involuntarily celibate and was deeply angered by this. So now this is what the prosecutor said about him. Now, um, incel the term basically came around about since around 2014. And that is when the most famous incel, Elliot Roger, went on his uh, spree with a gun and a knife and vehicle ramming in Santa Barbara. And um, he he, uh, there was no question as to what he was doing and why he was doing it because he left a YouTube video, which he called Elliot Rogers retribution. And he left a written, uh, manifesto that he called my twisted world. And Elliot Roger was a really, um, unfortunate, well, really, uh, problem child from the beginning, but clearly that was uh, because of his parents and his parents' divorce, and then the next, his father remarried, and they had another little boy, which, you know, clearly made him feel um, ignored. Not that I am, not, not that his, uh, not that I'm trying to make excuses for his killing spree. He was 22 when he went on this spree, and he made it clear that this was revenge for a perceived sexual and social rejection. He killed six people and he injured 14 people. He was his, uh, the target or targets of his attack 
were students at the University of Santa Barbara, particularly women, but also men, the men who he was jealous of, men who had girlfriends. So he wanted to punish the women for rejecting him, and he wanted to punish the men because he was envious of them. Why should they have these girlfriends and sexual partners and not him? So he, um, he put up this video, um, and it was quite a, quite a uh, I mean, relatively sophisticated video. I mean, he was just sitting in his car, but, but he, he really explained himself and how, what, how much pain he was in and for so many, for all his life, pretty much. Um, he had various psychiatric diagnoses, but he never really stuck with therapy uh, consistently. And uh, it was thought that maybe he was on the, the um, autism spectrum or something like, it was never really clear what his diagnosis was. And um, he, he, so he went on this spree and he said he was a virgin who couldn't find a girlfriend despite his money and other assets. I mean, he, his uh, video, you know, he was sitting in his car and he had these glasses, uh, sunglasses, and um, he had a fancy car and his family, his family had been wealthy. His father was in the film business, but then they were having various, uh, various problems, various financial problems, all kinds of problems. And um, so his, but this, this manifesto and this video uh, that he left turned out to be inspirational for other incels. And that's sort of where this online subculture came about. Um, men who felt similarly to Elliot Roger. And um, there, so there are chat rooms for incels and of course, they're intensely misogynistic, and they stoke each other's resentment and rage. They blame women for their grievances, and that's what they talk about in these online chat rooms, how awful and women are, and some get really violent and talk about you know, how women deserve to be killed. So um, now in Canada, let me finish telling you about... Uh, about uh, Armando Hernandez, and then we'll, we'll get to Canada in the next segment. But um, so Armand, Armando was targeting couples in this Arizona mall, and he live streamed his shooting spree. And he was, you know, talking about how frustrated he was, and um, he fired uh, an assault rifle. He injured three people, one critically, at Glendale's Westgate Entertainment District. It was a, a mall in Arizona. And so the prosecutor um, was talking to the judge about him and saying that he is the, that uh, this uh, Armando is the latest self-pitying terrorist. So he called him a terrorist to take out, latest self-pitying terrorist to take out his frustrations over his inability to court women by carrying out an act of violence and had contemplated doing so for the last three to four years. In always interesting to figure out what, uh, what was the final trigger. Um, so he, the prosecutor went on and he was uh, telling the court that Mr. Hernandez had the purpose of taking out his express anger at society, the feeling that he had been bullied, the feeling that women don't want him. 
And he said, apparently, uh, Hernandez said that he didn't intend, intend to kill anyone. He had every intention to cause injury to people at the mall, people who were at the mall with their significant others. So he chose couples, you know, because he was so angry and jealous about them. He, uh, the prosecutor said he specifically was hoping to shoot at least 10 people successful and, and uh, he wanted these people to feel the pain that he feels on a daily basis. He suffers from extreme anger. He's very open about the fact that he has a dark side and his dark side was coming out. Um, the judge made, after hearing all this from the prosecutor, the judge uh, set his bail at $1 million. Um, so, oh yes, yes, that's right. In terms of the trigger, and it's got a connection to coronavirus, just like uh, the um, Naval Air Station at Corpus Christi, that attacker, um, he, uh, you know, I was, I was hypothesizing that maybe it had something to do with, you know, uh, why he didn't continue with school. Uh, maybe that that had something to do with, you know, how now it was going to be different because of uh, coronavirus. Well, this man, Hernandez, uh, the incel in Arizona, his trigger, <laughs> he according, he apparently told his, the prosecutor or told his, told somebody, told the defense attorney, no, the prosecutor actually, um, probably told his defense attorney as well, but anyhow, he, he told the people, he wasn't, he wasn't hiding that he was the one who did this. I mean, clearly everybody knew that he did this. Um, and he was saying that he was pushed over the edge after he realized that both Panda Express and a local movie theater were closed due to coronavirus. Now, <laughs> I like Panda Express too. And uh, yeah, I mean, this guy planned on having a nice day at Panda Express and going to the movie. And that was uh, closed. They were closed. So he apparently decided to have his um, uh, cause an attack instead. And he streamed it on Snapchat. And he sent the feed to a woman who he was interested in. So he was trying to attract a woman by showing her how tough he was by shooting all these people in the mall. And um, this, is, this is one of the latest examples of incels causing um, a t an attack, turning to violence to express their rejection, their feelings of anger and rejection by women and by society as a whole. And uh, all, you know, um, related to uh, or originally starting from the hero, Elliot Roger in Santa Barbara, California. Okay, well, we'll get, we need to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the incident in Canada uh, that has been, that's perpetrated by an incel and called for the first time in Canada, uh, a terrorist attack. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about the question, are violent incels terrorists? Should they be called terrorists, or should that be a term reserved for radical Islamists? Well, another story I promised you, too, about incels, two attacks by incels, 
The second one that we're going to be talking about now is in Canada. Um, it's a 17-year-old boy who uh, they're not, not uh, giving out his name because he's a minor. And he went into a Toronto massage parlor, an erotic Toronto massage parlor, and he killed a 24-year-old woman and injured the owner of the massage parlor. This is the first time Canadian authorities have charged a person who is an incel as a terrorist. So um, he, he used a machete and he, um, this was in February, on February 24th, he went into the Crown Spa, this was in Toronto, and uh, he killed a 24-year-old woman. And as I said, he, he stabbed the spa's owner. The owner fought back and she wrestled the machete away from him. So he is now charged with first degree murder and attempted murder. And they added, so that happened in February, but why it's news now is because they just added terrorist activity as one of the charges. And um, they, um, you know, they, they found out that he uh, associated himself with the incel movement and they have decided to um, consider this as terrorism. Um, now, there had been another there had been a man in Canada, in Toronto. Toronto seems to be the site of, uh, of uh, these kinds of attacks, um, where uh, there was a man named Alec Benassian. This was in 2018. And he, you probably will remember, he was accused of the Toronto van attack. Do you remember that? He killed 10 people and injured 16 more. And he was uh, an admitted incel. In fact, um, he said he was part of the beta uprising. And he described this movement as angry incels such as myself who are unable to get laid. So, um, so this is the first time that in Canada they're calling someone who isn't associated with Al-Qaeda or ISIS a terrorist. Um, and it is thought that some people are thinking this is a good idea and some people are thinking it's a bad idea. And in any case, it's rather confusing. Now, since 2018, there have been at least three attacks in Canada that involve incels. There was the van attack. Then in June 2019, a man in Sudbury, Canada, attacked a mother and her children outside a department store. He was trying to kill the child, but he stabbed the mother in the neck. The mother survived, the man was arrested, and he pled guilty to two charges of attempted murder. And he told everybody that he committed the attacks because he was an incel, although, um, it's still a little questionable as to whether, you know, just how committed to being an incel or just how much that was a motivation for him. Um, so, you know, this, um, 
this whole question of whether these attacks should be called terrorism. Uh, of course, there's a lot of controversy over that. And um, there is, it's, so some people are saying that not only is this uh, the fact that it's, somebody has been charged with the charge of terrorism, uh, who's an incel, not only does that kind of give the message that terrorism comes from other places besides Al-Qaeda and ISIS, but it's also supposed to be a heads up to people that if you know somebody who is an incel, there's a reason to be concerned and you should go to the authorities just like you should if in fact, you know, you knew that there was a terrorist who was um, connected to ISIS or Al-Qaeda. Now, in uh, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service in Canada, obviously, the Canadian, <laughs> uh, divides violent extremists and terrorists into three categories, religious, political, and ideological. And the incels, they say, are ideological terrorists. And so um, this 17-year-old boy who uh, attacked the women at the massage parlor, um, that is how they are uh, explaining why they call that terrorism, because it's ideological terrorism. Um, now, uh, there have been, as I was saying, there were other, there were other terror, there were, well, there were other incel attacks in Canada uh, before, and um, one was the van attack that I mentioned by Manassian. And then there was also a shooting um, a few months later. Now, um, that in Danforth, and that was some by, done by somebody called Faisal Hussein. He's 29, and he shot uh, people to death, two people to death, and he injured 13 other people. And he was also supposedly motivated by being an incel, by the incel ideology. Now, he was, uh, they say that he was already mentally disordered. But, and they found out, you know, as they investigated him, this is the Danforth killer, they found out that he had been searching for news stories about the, uh, the van attack man, Manassian. And he had a copy of Elliot Rogers' writings about his frustration over not being able to find a girlfriend, his hatred of women, his contempt for couples. And um, he also, Hussein also had on his phone a 300 page book from manhoodacademy.com called The Principles That Govern Social Interaction. And uh, it basically is teaching how to use male authority in relationships with women. Now, Hussein shot himself, so that's, we're not going to know anything more than this. Um, now, there are other people who say it is not okay to call it terrorism because um, that is just very confusing. And I'm actually, uh, I'm, I would agree with that. I do not think we should be calling incels terrorists. I mean, did they create, did they perpetrate an act that, that, that caused terror uh, in the people who they shot or knifed or whatever they did? Um, yes, but it is, it is getting confusing things too much. Uh, it's broadening the definition to a point where it becomes meaningless. Now, in Canada, the reason why they just did this, why they called 
this this for the first time call, charge someone an incel with terrorism is because they wanted to be able to use some of the terrorism laws. In other words, um, that uh, the, the the stronger laws um, to allow them to investigate and to um, you know to have more to let the police have more powers, but um, but it's not really going to have any uh, impact on the 17-year-old in terms of his uh, his punishment, his sentencing. But they are there's thought that the um, Royal Canadian Mounted Mounted Police may have thought that uh, causing uh, adding a terrorist charge will cause other incels to think twice before resorting to violence. In other words, because, you know, because this is terrorists are so evil and incels, you know, maybe makes them not want to think about being associated uh, with people who are as evil as terrorists. Well, you know, I don't think incels are really thinking about that. I don't think they're worried about that. It has all, it's just much more personal crime than terrorism. That's why I don't think that it should be used um, to cover, you know, pretty much any, like any violence is going to be called terrorism. No, I don't think so. So let me um, sort of sum this up by comparing terrorists to incels. Terrorists, of course, are radical Islamists. Uh, incels are of any race or religion. The targets of terrorists are um, Westerners, non-believers. Um, the point of, of killing them and injuring them is to take over so that they can enact Sharia law. And terrorists, um, Islam, radical Islamist terrorists, are trying to kill the largest number of people and injure the largest number of people. And they choose symbolic spots like a military base or the Twin Towers. Um, whereas incels target women or men who they are jealous of, you know, it's not political, it's, it's sexual, it's uh, romantic, it's, uh, and, um, and they're not, incels are not necessarily after targeting, killing, or injuring the largest number of people. It's more a statement about um, killing the women who have been rejecting them. You know, the women they kill um, are symbolic but in a different way than radical Islamists. These women are symbolic of women in general who have not wanted to be their girlfriend and not wanted to have sex with them. And then radical Islamists use all kinds of um, weapons like uh, bombs and ramming attacks and guns and knives and uh, bioterrorism. Whereas incels, uh, their weapons are more personal. So, um, you know, they go and, and where they do their attack is more personal, like at the Santa Barbara, it, he, uh, Elliot Roger targeted fraternity and sorority um, college students. And this latest one, the 17 year old went into an erotic massage parlor. He, it's not like to get the largest number of people, it's very personal. Uh, even the man in the mall, mall in Arizona wasn't really trying to, he could have killed a lot more people, but he was aiming at these couples. And they use more, incels use more personal kinds of weapons, guns and knives. You have to get up a little more, a little closer than a suicide bomb or even a ramming attack. But now both uh, radical Islamist terrorists uh, 
and incels are alienated from society. They have a lot of anger and frustration. They're loners and they want revenge. So in some ways they're similar, but I don't think that we should be diluting the word terrorist and terrorism uh, to, to include incels, other than the fact that they are perpetrating terror, but we need to save it. <laughs> we need to save it for the radical Islamists. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.